Oh man, today we have ourselves another BME podcast where this Better Man event now bringing you the podcast. It's your boy Obi, and I get the pleasure of hosting this sucker. And man, we want to thank you guys so much for participating, being a part of everything that the Better Man brand does as this brand. It is really dedicated and aimed at making the man who's listening, at making the man who comes to an event think, ponder, simmer a little bit on, man, what am I here for? What have I been built to do? And that's where this podcast comes in beautifully. So today, my guest is Eric Kozer, the one and only. So, so Eric, what's cool is um, you wear a couple of hats, and uh, I appreciate you saying yes to the podcast. But Eric Kozer here, here, I'm, I'm going to say a couple things because you're you're not only a better man leader as far as the board, you you sit on the board, but also you're a business owner, a community influencer, you're a father, a husband. Dude, thank you so much for saying yes to the podcast. Hey, it will be my, my, my pleasure, brother. I'm, I'm always uh, here to support Better Man and, uh, and you in any way I can, brother. So thanks for having me. Well, let, let's talk about, uh, first of all, let's talk about the fact that you're part of the BME leadership team. Like, when did this start? Who asked you to be a part of it? What motivated you to say yes? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I uh, I knew Brian Buckley uh, from another men's group that we were both affiliated with called Dream Builders that uh, a friend of ours, Kenan Birch, started probably 15 plus years ago. Um, and I was originally just an attendee. You know, uh, Brian was doing this event. He was a, a fellow Dream Builder. And uh, I started probably maybe event number five or six, I think. Uh, so, so very early on. Um, and uh, just fell in love with the event, man, and the experience. And, and I didn't grow up, you know, in the church or anything like that. Um, and uh, I was just blown away by the experience that I had. I, I got saved later in life uh, in my late 20s. And by the time I started going to this event, you know, I was still kind of a, you know, a newbie in my faith, even though I was probably in my late 30, uh, early thirties, late twenties at the time. Um, and I just fell in love with the event and, and being friends with Brian, I, uh, I just asked him, I said, Hey man, what, what can I do? Can I, you know, how can I help out? And, and, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. You gotta be, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> careful what you ask for in life. Cause uh, you, you just might get it. Well, you know, what's really cool about this is, you know, uh, for real, I, I don't want to be shy about it. We've got guys that are listening right now that are non-believers. Uh, we got guys that have never stepped foot in a church, guys who are still weary about, listen, he, even the guys who, like me, I grew up in church, and still there was some of that where it's like, how much of this is real? Uh, what's cool is, is that Brian was probably at some point praying and saying, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. Send, send me people to help. Like, I can't do this on my own. And then here you go. Coming up and saying, what can I do? What can I do? And it's just beautiful, man. I'm, I'm so glad that you said yes, because here we are now where we've got this, this global beast on our hands. Now, it wasn't always this way. So can, can we talk about the, the growth? Can we talk about the climb of the Better Man event to where we are now, where it's just straight up Better Man 365? Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy how God, you know, just 
he's a god of multiplicity, man, and he he does amazing things. When you know, when you just you know, kind of turn over, you turn over your own wants and your own desires, and and you just try and be obedient to what he's calling you into. And oftentimes, even in my own personal life, professional life, I, you know, I don't necessarily know what that looks like. Um, but it's that first step of faith, you know, that proverbial, you gotta, you gotta get out of the boat, um, type of calling, I guess you could say, or just the willingness to be faithful and, and obedient. So, so really I've got a testament to Brian, uh, and some of the fellow leaders over the years, just taking that next step of faith. Um, and you know, as we honored God with the event and what we were trying to do, we feel like he just kind of just multiplied it in a, in a factor that we really didn't anticipate. And really, I think the big, the big launching pad, you know, was what appeared to be probably the biggest devastation to live events. It was COVID, right? It was the pandemic. Uh, and that's really what, what just put uh, better man on a rocket ship, literally, you know, on a satellite and, and broadcasting it and live streaming it uh, all over the globe. So, you know, we were, we were really kind of uncertain what was going to happen when we were staring in the barrel of having to cancel our event, which used to be in the spring. Uh, and the you know, pandemic is lockdowns are going in, in effect all, all around the world, right. All around the country. And, and, uh, we, we prayed and we fasted and, and, uh, you know, really I kind of, you know, the rest is kind of history, I guess. I mean, you know, the, the event went global in an instant. Uh, so what we thought was, catastrophic potentially uh, to the event and to the ministry just ended up being really a launching pad. You know, what's interesting is that that's kind of the way that God works. Um, you know, he'll take them. He'll t- and, and that's because if we were to have made it happen, then we would be sitting around patting each other on the back and we'd be like, man, are we so good? Eric, you're the man. See what you did, bro. You see the amount of people we were able to bring in. But because he works in curveballs, we can't take the credit. And what I love about that is that's okay. You know, like a, like, a, like a good parent to my own kids, there are certain things that I give my kids as a gift. And, you know, not that I'm looking for them to be like, Dad, you're the best. But when they do say it, Oh man, it's, it's so cool. So I, I I think that God appreciates, um, you know, his kids coming together the way that we are to make these projects happen almost the way my kid, when he makes a project happen and I'm proud of him. So, um, so dude, okay. So, so let's go from the leadership of better man, because you are also a leader in the world too, as far as business, you know, a lot of people look up to you. You, uh, you own in this fantastic franchise. If you can talk about it and what it's like to, to really run these groups of younger individuals that are under you. So, I mean, when I say they look at you as a leader, we all get, we get to look at you as a leader, but we're, we're your peers too. You truly have younger people under you that you are their leader. So let's talk about the Burger Fi brand, how you got into it, and what it's like leading those kids. Yeah, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit redundant for some of the li- listeners, but frankly, it's just, you know, uh, God did some amazing things, man. You know, I, I really can't take credit for it. I was, I was doing some one-on-one discipleship with a rock star ex uh army captain delta force guy who was running some some men's ministry 
and he was uh he was you know every Tuesday a couple hours over coffee you know just going through leadership stuff and discipleship stuff and he was pouring into me and, and he he at the time I was I was just a, a, a general manager for a little ice cream shop uh, Kilwin's Chocolates and Ice Cream on Park Ave in Winter Park and I had another brother in the Lord that gave me that opportunity uh, Kurt O'Brien and uh, we were in a men's group together on Thursday nights at his house and and he really helped us out and my family out in a big way and gave me that opportunity to, to manage the, uh, the ice cream shop. And my mentor, Mickey was like, Hey man, there's this new burger concept coming to Orlando. And there's a guy at our church whose company is managing the rollout. They're, they're responsible for you know rolling out the franchise and, and they have a, they have a prerequisite if you have to be in an existing franchise system wow. to qualify. And here I am, dude, like scooping ice cream, six <laughs> days a week, you know, working um, for a friend of mine, bunch of Rollins kids, uh, staff, and, uh, you know, Mickey introduces me to Scott and um, I qualified for, you know, by God's grace because of my experience with Killings. And I walk into the room, Obi, and it was like probably the most intimidating thing I'd ever faced. I was uh, in my early 30s, and um, and literally, I'm like the guys that own all of Jersey Mike's subs for Tampa. You know, they got like 17 Jersey Mike's. Wow, wow. Uh, big Golden Corral operator was in the room. And uh, like I said, uh, he, I think he had eight or nine golden corrals. And so these guys are multi, multi-millionaires, big portfolios, hundreds of employees, you know, dozens of locations. And I'm literally the GM of a single, <laughs> you know, I, I shop. Wow. So it was a crazy story, dude. That That's 10 plus years ago. Um, so I got in, I qualified, uh, put some investors together and we bought the rights to Burgerfy in Seminole County and opened up our, our first location uh, back in 2011, 2012. In a wild, crazy ride, man. You know, have the opportunity of working with a lot of young people. You know, fast, casual, quick service restaurants. Majority of our staff is uh, some of them. It's their first job. You know? Right. So we we get them we get them at 15, 16. Um, you know, a lot of them are are with us through their college years. Um, and then, you know, we've got, you know, some, some restaurant professionals that obviously help, help manage and, and take care of the businesses. But, uh, it's been a lot of fun, dude. Uh, crazy, you know, in the middle of it all, I knew God's hand was in it just because, you know, you know, there was no way in, in, in my mind or in secular terms that I was probably qualified at the time. Um, but God, God had a plan for it. And, he basically told us, dude, you know, these businesses were going to be, we're going to be churches. And, and I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, we've always treated all, all of our businesses like, uh, like marketplace ministry. And that's, that's really what we're passionate about. Okay. So when you say marketplace ministry, I guess one of the examples that I'm able to have seen as a witness is for the better man events in the past, you've always afforded for your employees to come to the better man event. Uh, what, what I love about that is, is if you were somebody who was not religious at all, 
The values, though, the values that better man tries to impress upon the man who comes to an event or the man who listens to this podcast. Why, why would you not want that? You know, why would you not want those good things? An employee who's probably going to show up on time, be respectful, be respectful to the customer who's going to take their job a, a little more serious. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy what you've been able to afford when you say you said uh, the marketplace ministry. Like, share some of those examples. Is that the only one? No, I mean, what's interesting for us is we, you know, we really take an, in, an intentional approach to it. So it, it really starts with our handbook. It starts with our, our new hire training package. It starts with, you know, a social covenant. Um, it starts with really just taking the time that we have with the staff to love on them. Um, you mentioned something, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up with religion. So for me, it's always been relational. It's always been about relationship. And, and I met God in a powerful way, man. And it changed my life forever. Um, so for us, it's just, you know, loving on people. I mean, that was Christ's greatest commandment. I, you know, love God, love people. And it really isn't too much more complicated than that. But the way we implement it in our business is very, very intentional. Like I mentioned from an HR perspective, how we, how we, uh, you know, kind of weave our faith into how we manage our business. So for us, it's loving on people and, you know, servant leadership. And, um, you know, quite frankly, we're never going to be anybody over the head with the Bible because I was the last person the minute I heard anything about religion, you know, I was heading the opposite direction or maybe even a little confrontational. Right. Um, so I've learned through my own experience that, you know, you love on people, you love them well. And, you know, to your point, you know, we, we manage using biblical principles and, um, there's a reason why they've lasted thousands of years because, you know, if you don't gossip about people, if you don't talk behind people's back, right? If, if, if you're willing to, you know, go the extra mile for the person next to you, if you're willing to sacrifice just a little bit of your own personal wants and desires for the person on your team, those, those principles make any organization better. Ooh, and what I love about that too is, bro, you are setting the foundation. Like you said earlier, you've got your people who are, for the most part, you know, some of this is, the, is their first time job. So 15, 16 years old, listen, listen to that foundation of who our future leaders are going to be. And I say future leaders because, you know, Burger Fi, they may go on to management, but, but you know, some may go on to do something uh, in government. Some may go on to do some something in law enforcement. And it, it all starts right there where you guys are giving them a little something that they may not have gotten while they grew up in an environment that didn't have those values. And, and you know what? I, I even think about the values that, um, you know, the Bible puts down. You know, if, if we're going to talk about the great book, that, that book puts down some really cool stuff for those who are scared of it. Uh, I, I love all the things that you rolled out because it really is something that's, that's meant to bring the community together and to have the community work synchronized not against each other but synchronized so i appreciate that man okay so if you don't mind let's go ahead and let's jump into you know the the man that you guys see growing up there in the restaurants who's going to eventually be a future leader 
What what's the difference between the way that you you've got those those kids today? And I hate to use the word kids, but you said 15, 16, right? What's the right. difference between their work ethic and say uh, our grandfather's day, you know, where they were like, back in my day, I put in 45, you know, I didn't see the, the wife and family forever. It's like, what's the <laughs> difference between that guy and today's guy? Well, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I, I think the, you touched on it earlier, the family environment and, and you know, what, what a lot of the kids are, are coming out of, you know, nowadays versus even, even, you know, our, our childhood or, or that of our, our parents. Um, right. Cause I mean, our, our parents are all grandparents now, which is funny, but, um, <laughs> so I, I, I think it's the, I, I, I truly think like, and like I said, I didn't grow up in, you know, religious household, whatever. I mean, had a, you know, a, a functioning alcoholic father. My parents are still married to this day by God's grace. I had the opportunity to lead, my sister and my mom and dad to the Lord as well. I actually wow. Baptized my, wow. Baptized my dad in his, wow. spirit, which is a, a crazy story. God can do miracles for real. But, um, I think with the back to the, you know, to the, the kids nowadays and worth that work ethic and all that, I, I think what you have to really realize is that you don't know what the foundation is that you're starting with. Um, Ooh. you know, divorce is kind of rampant, you know, Ooh. one out of every two employees, right? 50% of people in, in America are going through that process. Um, so, you know, there's instability oftentimes at home. And I had a, even though my parents were married and they stayed married, you know, through all the mess, there's a lot of instability, you know, in our home. And as you can imagine, you know, with substance, um, in the household, you know, from, my earliest days that I can remember. Um, so for us, you know, we, we building off of putting everybody on a level playing field and, and really it's not even the 15 to 16 year old. It's even the, the professionals that are coming to work for us from Darden or some of the big restaurant brands that want wow. to our particular locations. It's just creating a different environment. So really the way we approach um, training and development, especially when it comes to people, because you know those are your number one asset. Um, is we're gonna we're gonna start everybody on the same foundation. You know, everybody starts with a clean slate, and we're gonna build off of you know our culture and the way that we lead. And you know we we use a principle called transformational leadership, and that's where some of that social covenant stuff and the, the no gossip and the six step apology and you know just some of these kids have never even heard an apology. They don't even know what an apology is, Mom. but we have a six step apology of how you're going to work through it and how you're going to be accountable and you know how you're going to be transparent and you're going to tell the truth. How about we just start with the truth? Just tell the truth. <laughs> right, dude? It's, not, it's not so simple, but like the way you roll it out, it, I mean, you know, for a lot of people that's, um, uh, that's dropping the walls, you know? Yeah. Like no BS, like let's just stop with the BS. Let's just, you know, be transparent. Let's get right to it, you know? And you know what's funny is we don't fire anybody. Like people fire themselves. Like, hey, did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about it, right? Yeah, it's documented. Okay, well, we said we were going to work. We we're going to fix this. This is the time frame which you were going to do it by, da, 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 and you didn't do it. And you know what they say, Obi? What? I say, I'm sorry. They're like, I'm sorry. 
And we're like, I'm sorry too, man. It didn't work out, you know? And you, you touched on something earlier and I wanted to, to, I thought, I think it's kind of poignant. One of our, one of the things that the Lord gave me over a decade ago was when we told every person that's in our handbook and all that other stuff, it's like, we want you to be better the day you leave than the day you walk in the door. And whatever better means, which is funny because I'm here. I am a part of Better Man, you know, in a leadership <laughs> role now. And that was something the Lord gave me, you know, 12, 13 years ago when we wow. started our first companies. Yeah. So that's really the, the guiding principle is whether you're there three months or you're there three years. I still have people who have been with me from the beginning. They're still with us 10 years later. Well, I've uh, I've witnessed it and I've said it in the past. I believe the last episode of the Better Man 365 podcast we did, we were talking about the Vision Night. And, you know, I said it in that podcast. I think you're one of the coolest guys. Uh, first of all, one of the coolest mentors that I have. And uh, the fact that you've got this leadership, it makes it easy, you know, because I think sometimes when we think of leadership, I picture this guy with with uh, white hair. And listen, not that there's anything wrong with this, right? Not that there's anything wrong with this. But I, but when you think of a leader, you think of somebody who's so up there in age that they've spent, oh, I've uh, 30 years in the industry, you know. And you think of that as a leader where today we've got some really badass warriors in the war zone like you that are leading, um, you know, just the, the future generation. So I really appreciate that. Now, now I do want to swap on over. And, and first of all, we're going to have to do another podcast, Eric, because a couple of times you've hit on the way that you came to Jesus. And I do want to settle in that because I think that that's super, uber important. Nobody else can tell a testimony the way that the person who, who, who experienced it can. And your testimony is going to be very powerful. Do you, you know what? Why don't we do that? Because I, I'm talking about it and I'm like, bro, don't talk about it be about it. So how did you make the change? I think that's important for somebody who's listening right now. So as I touched on, you know, I didn't have this, you know, uh, Christian household growing up and whatnot, but I had this incredible girl that I met my freshman year of college and, you know, she ignored me, you know, for a couple of years and (laughs) it's really, really a divine appointment. You know, that whole story of how I met Jen is just crazy, dude. Really, really crazy. That's a big part of the, you know, when I share my testimony. But I think what it kind, what it really came down to, dude, is, you know, God brings us to our knees at different times in our lives. And it's a different story for everybody. Like, I love how you put it. You know, it, it is truly unique to, to you and, you know, your walk and your life and things you have going on. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, God uses it all. And the longer you're in this game, this, you know, this, 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 you know, trying to be more like Christ thing. Um, I think the more you realize that it all truly is part of the bigger story. Um, so for me, you know, how I met Jen, how I even ended up in Boston at, you know, Northeastern university is a story in and of itself. I never would have <laughs> Never would have gone there in a million years. I'm first generation college kid, first generation. Um, yeah, I, you know, never in a million years. And, and the only reason why I went there was to meet Jen, because if I don't meet Jen, her father-in-law, I mean, her father, my father-in-law, um, you know, Dennis walls ends up being, you know, 
just this mighty man of God and, you know, up every morning at the butt crack, you know, digging into the word, reading his Bible. I mean, just super diligent, super obedient, super focused man. And, um, we got married in October of 03 and I, and I wasn't in the believer when we got married. And my oldest, uh, is a girl, my daughter. And, um, I don't know if I would have the faith maybe, I don't know. Um, if she brought home a dude like me, <laughs> you know, because, because in all actuality, bro, you know, like Jen grew up, she did grow up in the church. She, you know, she received the Lord. She got baptized when she was 12. I mean, she came from this really stable, super, you know, strong faith-based family, Mom. you know, and, um, and I, I tell you, bro, her dad must've heard a word from the Lord because if, uh, I, I think I would have to, I'd have to have a burning bush moment <laughs> to let my daughter marry somebody like me. I had just come off a of DUI. Wow. Yeah. I was like super, you know, in the world, bro. Just like all I cared about was, you know, making money and being a millionaire and, you know, all this stuff and really far from God, bro, really far from God. And, um, she loved me. Her family loved me. They embraced me. I say in a lot of ways, he was, he was probably a, a father figure, uh, in all the right ways, you know, that, that my dad wasn't right. Sure. My biological dad. So, you know, they gave me, so we got married in October of Oh three. Um, that year, the purpose driven life came out and they gave it to me with this really nice inscription on Christmas. So whatever, two months later, right. We're newlyweds and I get the purpose driven life in my stocking from my in-laws. I'm sure you're like, right? wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. Now I got some kindling, you know, here's some firewood or, you know, sure. Some <laughs> if we ever run out of something, you know, and, uh, bro, I sat on my shelf for two years. I had launched my first company, uh, you know, probably a year or so after that we were going through some, you know, some rough patches, some, some difficulties with, you know, my starting my first company at, you know, 26 and, um, probably like almost two years after they gave me the book. Yeah. Almost two years, August of Oh five. Uh, I hit my first major, major, like what I perceived to be catastrophic, circumstance with our, with our new business. And, um, like, a, you know, like I said, God brings you to your knees in, in many different ways. And, uh, for whatever reason, it was a weird thing, man. Like the book was sitting there on my shelf in my office and I just grabbed it. And I was like, what is this? You know, the purpose driven life, you know, what is your life? About? You know, wow. And I'm like, I'm like, this is like, all right. You know, so I probably cracked it open and I went out on my front, uh, my front porch and, uh, it was just a crazy experience, man. I, I cried out to God. I don't even remember exactly what I said. But it was <laughs> like, I was crying, I was sweating, you know, and, um, I ended up doing the 40 days of purpose with my father-in-law. And, um, since then, bro, I've, that was August of 05. I've, uh, I've probably given away 
a couple thousand copies of that book. Wow. We, we use it as a, we use it as a, a Bible study at our businesses. Wow. Um, it's easy. You know, you and a friend, you get a copy of the book and you go through the 40 days of purpose. Um, and it, it, it changed my life, dude. It changed my life. And then crazy enough, at the same time, these guys from Dream Builders and Ken and Birch and, and Scott Crossman were doing the 40 days of purpose. They rented out the Amway arena and, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I just read the brand. I was, dude, I was on fire. You know, like you're that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that newbie on the block. And totally like, excited. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you join the club yeah. and all of a sudden you want all the gear, you're wearing the hat, you're wearing the sweater. <laughs> yeah. I was all in, man. I was like, sign me up. So, um, again, you know, I don't believe in coincidences in life. I've, you know, I've seen God's hand in so many different ways, even when I didn't believe, which is crazy. Even when I was super far from God, could care less, right? Didn't even believe. And uh, I could see what God was doing all the way back to my childhood, right up until that point in August of 05 when I, when I prayed to receive the Lord. And I was, I think I was, you know, I was 27. It was a couple months before my 28th birthday. Man, I think, uh, you know, what an amazing story. Like, I wasn't expecting to go down that path, but I'm so glad that we did because, you know, for your, you said it was your father-in-law who gave you that book, right? Yeah. For two years, for two years. And I can imagine because sometimes, ooh, ooh, man, I'm feeling it because sometimes the stuff that I pray for, right? And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? I wonder with him handing you that book, I wonder if he was like, okay, I wonder if he read it. Lord, did he read it yet? Okay, a year went by. Lord, did he read it yet? Two years goes by and boom. And now look at you, bro. Set ablaze. Uh, you have a bunch of us who look up to you. And man, what what a great story because uh, I, I think a lot of times it's easy for a for somebody who hasn't been grown up in this scenario, in this water, if you will, in this pool of, of, you know, learning about God, hearing about Jesus, listening to praise and worship music, you know, kind of having a little bit of understanding. You wonder if we've all lost it, right? You wonder if we're all crazy. Like you, you listen, you listen to my boy here and you're like, okay, so dude, you, maybe you just saw the book and maybe by coincidence, you just picked it up. But, but you, you just have to know that this kind of joy that you hear him talk about, this kind of joy that you hear from my voice, that joy doesn't come from, uh, it's an unspeakable joy. I don't even know how to, how to describe how cool it is. It's almost like finding a Babe Ruth mint condition signed card and you want to tell the world about it. And um, man, Eric, I, I appreciate that story, brother. Yeah, man, bro. I think what's crazy is we all have a story. And some of us just don't realize why things are happening the way they're happening or they're unfolding where they're unfolding. And I think a lot of times it's just, it's just God trying to get our attention, you know, and we just, we just really got to be willing to accept that reality. Cause like you said, my, my in-laws were, were praying for me and, and, um, it, it took that one circumstance that I wasn't prepared for, that I didn't have the answers to that led me, you know, down a path to the one that has all the answers. Bomb. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. You, you used the term unfolding, you know, we, we don't know what's unfolding. And, and to me, I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm sitting in the unfolding process. 
So as long as you can, as long as you can, you, you take that in and you're like, okay, so, so there's going to be something that's coming because right now it seems a little weird. I'm going through some ups, going through some downs. That's because we're living through it. We're living through it. Um, Eric, I, I'm okay. So I want to be respectful of your time. I do have a, a couple questions that I'm going to, I'm going to save for the next time that we get together. But for right now, as we bring this to an end and uh, as we get into the holidays, you know, uh, here we are wrapping up 2021. What, what do you see for the future for yourself? Where's God nudging you to in 2022? Is it, is it through, you know, I, I know he's working in, in multiple areas, but where do you feel like, oh man, 2022, I feel like this is going to blow up. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it's that whole co-mingling and continuing to just fully integrate the marketplace and what we're doing uh, with our business and, and trying to impact people, you know, for the kingdom of God. So I feel like 2022, you know, we've got some projects we've been working on uh, really all across the country. We've got a, a project in Colorado, one in California, one in Phoenix um, that I really think could be just a great opportunity to see that full integration of, of faith and the marketplace and, you know, we want to build projects that bring people together. And, you know, so we, we like the whole, the whole opportunity to, to build super fun, super cool businesses that, you know, the community, you know, wants to be a part of the community enjoys, uh, that gives us an opportunity, you know, to share our faith. So I feel like 2022, we could see a couple of these marketplace projects that we've been working on. So I'm super excited just to continue to pray for, for God's will and that because uh, entrepreneur or business guy like myself, I can, I can try and manipulate things, you know, to, uh, to fit into my, to my box, but I just want to, want to be obedient and continue to, to pursue what we feel like God's calling us into. So I love it, man. For, man. I love it because like the stuff that you're, the stuff that you're concerned with, like I didn't hear you at one point in that entire statement say anything about more money, riches, more business. I didn't hear you say any of that. Like, so man, that's how I know that I, I, I love this and I love, I love that we're brothers. I love that anybody who's listening right now, listen, we want, we want you to have this kind of love when you talk to your bros. We want you to have this kind of love when you think about business and um, you know, Man, you're, you're going to get that, but uh, but you got to make the decision. So thank you so much for listening to the Better Man 365 podcast. Thank you so much for trying to get involved in your local community. Wherever you are, there is a church that you could possibly plant yourself into and be of service. You know, there may be a church that, like I said earlier, as Eric's father-in-law and, and, and uh, in-laws were praying for him, there's probably a church praying for someone to step up to help them where they're in need. And what if you have the gift? What if you have the talent to go in there and help out? And then life changed. Like what happened to Eric? Man, I, I, I love this game, Eric. Hey, man, bro. I love you, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for saying yes again. And uh, brother, have a great Christmas. Have a great new year. I mean, I'm sure we'll bump into each other in the streets of Winter Garden or in the streets of Orlando. Uh, but uh, dude, I love you a lot, man. Thank you again for your time. And thank you for your leadership with this brand and organization. Absolutely, but I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 
And again, I'll do an official wrap-up here of the Better Man 365 podcast. That was Eric Kozer. He is on the board of the Better Man event. And again, we want to thank you guys so much for investing any time. We realize that time is precious. So any time that you invest in listening to this, any time that you invest in sharpening yourself up, any time you invest in your relationship with the almighty creator, it's the best investment. So thank you again. Remember that you can go to the website. Don't forget about the merch too. You know, when you, whenever you wear that Better Man stuff, people ask about it. And that gives you an open door to talk about what's going on in your life. I'm Obi Diaz. Again, I'm your host of the Better Man 365 podcast. Happy holidays, and it's a pleasure to serve you.